This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. What's up, everybody? We are finally here. Episode number one, Sportscasters Anonymous, coming to you here, uh, recorded on April 19th, 2020. My name is Don He's Chip, and we are happy to be with you today. Chip, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, you know, getting ready for a busy week. I uh, just wrapped up a busy week in sports, and you know, ready to talk about them. Uh, so I'm gonna go over. Yep, I'm gonna go over some of the uh, the housekeeping stuff. Uh, as always, you can uh, contact us. Our, our emails is uh, chip at randomchatter.com, or you can do uh, don at randomchatter.com. Uh, we check it daily so that we can uh, respond to your. Every question, concern, way to, ways to improve the show. You can also contact us on our Twitter page at it's at Sportcast Anon A N O N, and then you you can always join our, our discard a Discord channel on Random Chatter. Uh, you support us on Patreon, and you can buy some of our merch stuff at randomchatter.com/store. Uh, yeah, those are the ways to get a hold of us. We always appreciate your feedback. Uh, this is episode one, so you can always let us know how. How well we did, how much we sucked, you know, whatever you would, whatever your what's your boat, you know, no, no, no press is bad press. Take it all, regardless of what it is. Constructive feedback, just please be polite in the comments. That's the only thing yeah. we ask on this show is be polite. Yes, PG thirteen, please. <laughs> so, uh, we'll just yeah, we'll just jump right into the the news and discussions. As everybody knows, the the big thing that this week coming up next weekend is the the NFL draft. Uh, you know, everybody's as me and Don were discussing earlier, a lot of it or discussing it earlier off camera. A lot of the stuff's been beaten to death, so we're not gonna we're not gonna harp on too much of it. We're just gonna kind of highlight some of the the interesting stuff that uh you know I thought was interesting or that that Don thought was interesting and and some of the possibilities that might happen next weekend who we want to you know put some put some eye on or who we think is going to be the steal of the draft or, or something along those lines um Don do you have anything that you wanted to uh, especially note about the draft coming up next weekend I'm happy it's coming like like we said or I'm sorry, like you said, and we were talking off air earlier, it, it's go time for the draft. It's been beaten to death. Normally it doesn't feel like that because there's a whole lot of sports taking place. With no sports taking place right now, just the hours and hours, it's become mundane. It's almost mind-numbing. I just want to get the draft started and over with, really. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's different this year because we don't have anything else to focus on. But I feel like there's like 17 different mock drafts more than there are in normal years. I every every day I feel like they're coming out with a new mock draft. So I, I know Mel Kiper came out with one. He's a he's the big ESPN analyst over there. Uh, he Everybody's came out with one it. a couple of days. Everybody's got one. Yeah, and it, I don't mind them. Some of them are interesting. I usually don't like the first ones that come out. I'll listen. I'll, I'll watch it, and then like the ones right before the draft, I'll I'll take a look at and see like where people are falling or anything. Or anything like that. Who's rising? Who's falling? Especially who my team might pick up, because you know that's of personal interest to me. But I, I do look at yeah, I do look at the other teams and I read some of the the prospects. Like anybody says that you talk to any expert or anything like that, the the depth of this draft is is the you know coup de gras for it. There's so much that can. There's so many like people that are moving back in the draft to you know just pick up like wide receiver or defensive back or anything like that. The, the the depth in the draft has probably not been seen like this in a really long time. So like a, a wide receiver that you can get in like the second round would be just as good, if not better than someone you get in the first round. And that's, that's made the uniqueness of this draft and the, the exciting part about it. One thing that I, I found interesting, there was, a, there was an article by ESPN staff writer where he did like, 32, 32 trades for 32 teams. The one that I thought was quite interesting, it was uh, it was Miami trading for Dak Prescott, where Dallas traded Dak and their first rounder for Miami's first rounder and Miami's third rounder or third round pick. So 
I thought that was interesting. I think going with a established quarterback and, and trading him away would have been, you know, a, a Jerry move to do. But that would make the possibility of Tua or Jordan Love going to Dallas, which, you know, Dallas would have to start over again, which I'm, again, not totally opposed to. But I, I don't, I don't no know how you there. feel about that. Yeah, there's no, there's absolutely no bias with that. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if well, how you feel about that, but I thought that was actually, you know, some of those trades are like kind of ridiculous. It's like, hey, we're gonna trade like six picks to move up to number one, but this was actually like a, a legit trade that I thought, you know, was was kind of, you know, balanced for both teams and, you know, might might have worked out if it ever came to fruition. Now, I, in my own honest opinion, I doubt that the that Dallas is ever going to trade away Dak to Miami. Um so. Yeah, that I, 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 don't. I don't I don't believe that at all. But I thought like some of those, t- some of those things it's kind of cool to just look at the trades and be like, you know, that's kind of a fair trade. That's actually one that might actually, you know, make sense. Again, will it ever happen? Probably not. You know, what it's do you what do you think, Don? I mean, it 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 gets when you start getting with your free agency in the football season and the draft hangs in the back of your head. You know, initially you see some trades and whatnot. It's those big what ifs that could happen, maybe not pre-draft, but during the draft. Uh, there's a lot of funny stories coming out of Miami, mostly because the draft goes through Miami this year. I think Miami has something like seven picks this year. Um, they, they've got a basket full of picks in the early rounds. They can more or less trade for whoever they want or trade up to get a better spot. I could see a Dak to Miami, how it could be appealing, whether or not it would happen. You know, if it happened, I think that would kind of take the NFL by storm. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be even remotely thought of Maybe even bigger than with Tom Brady leaving New England. You knew that at the back of your mind that that was something that maybe was going to happen. But Dak to Miami, I can't see it. If it happened, that would be some blockbuster news right there. Yeah, that would that would definitely be the that would steal the show of the draft. That would definitely steal the show of the of the off season. That would probably be bigger than the DeAndre Hopkins trade that happened earlier this off season. Uh, it would it would definitely Jerry Jones would definitely have some explaining to do and, and to why he did it. Uh, and then Miami would be taking on a huge payday. And at that point, what do they do with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Did they just sign? Like, there's a lot of questions and what ifs that would go along with that. But again, it's it's one of those fun interesting things that you get to talk about i mean moving on with the draft uh the latest mock draft like i said i I usually look at the the ones closest to the draft to see where who's who's rised risen or who's fallen one of the big people that has fallen that i'm not too surprised about i don't know if you are but tua is definitely fallen out of favor with a lot of teams uh going with miami they have uh mel kuyper has justin herbert going over him to Miami, basically saying that he doesn't think Tua is in that team's future and and that a lot of people are worried about his health status because they can't really do a medical evaluation on him, so they may stay away from him. So Tua seems to be falling on a lot of people's lists now. And Mel is, you know, to his credit, in his mock draft, he falls from Miami at five to Los Angeles at six. But you that that could be a that could be an Aaron Rodgers scenario right there where uh, Tua falls into the you know teens or even the the twenties. Uh, yeah, because nobody knows about his history. W- wouldn't it be interesting if if Tua and I don't think I don't think it, it would happen, but if Tua fell far enough where the the Patriots go up and try to uh, trade up and get Tua, Tua goes to New England. What, what would you, what would you think about that? I mean, I could definitely see it happening. Um, you know, Tua had a, a big, you know, a big following in college. He was a great player when he's healthy, and the health has become a bigger problem going forward for him, especially since they can't do physicals or anything like that. They're looking at tape, and a lot of teams are concerned with the injuries that he's had the last couple of years. Any franchise that's looking to rebuild now and have that quarterback of the future now, I don't think he's your guy. I do not see him being your guy. What I do see is somebody that has a couple years left, a team taking a chance on him. Like uh, Teddy Bridgewater left New Orleans, and you've got Drew Brees there. How many years does Drew Brees have left? Would would Tua be a good fit for him? I think 
Tua will fall to a later round for a team where their quarterback might be in their twilight years, so to speak, where it would be like, let's bring him on on a rookie contract. We don't have to pay him big money. We can get him through the repetitions. We can focus year one and year two on just making sure he's home and then go from there. Yeah, which, uh, again, he's fallen, but like Mel Kuyper has him in and there at six. And, you know, that would be a good spot for him because, you know, the, the Chargers have Tyrod Taylor that they can throw in as an as an interim and have to learn the game and kind of come in after as an understudy. Uh, and learn the speed of the game and also get that hip healthy. You know, it, it makes he makes he makes a lot of sense for a few people or a few teams for that matter to draft. But I mean, past if he gets past the Chargers, you're looking at the Panthers, you're looking at the Cardinals, maybe the Jaguars select him, you know, if he falls to them. I don't think so. I, I, I think I, like Minshew's their guy. I really think Gardner Minshew is the guy for the Jags. That's the way they feel. I don't know if bringing in Tua, there would be, the problem is in in Jacksonville, in our our now home market here, bringing in Tua, there's going to be that push that fans are going to want Tua out there. So now you get into a controversy, as we said, Minshew's our guy, and now you brought Tua. Yeah, and, and it, it brings into that effect that Jacksonville, has had bad luck with quarterbacks and they're now going to draft a quarterback that they, you know, that they're almost kind of like, again. yeah, like they're almost kind of trying to like, they're throwing darts at the wall and seeing what sticks because they don't know where to go. And they, they have so many other holes that quarterbacks probably the least of their worries at this point. And now, I mean, if they get a franchise quarterback, they've already pretty much said that they want Minshew to be their quarterback. There was a report that, Leonard Fournette wants Cam Newton to become for Cam Newton to get signed for the Jags. I don't know how real that's going to happen because again, Jaguars are probably not going to want to pay the eight nine million for a quarterback that they've they may or may not be able to play next year because of health. And the other side of the coin is they already have a lot of dead money with the Blake Bortles and the Nick Foles and the quarterbacks that they signed these big contracts to, and then had to trade away so right. I, I i don't i don't i i like that fournette like hey let's go sign cam newton but i think cam newton's going to be one of those players that get signed training camp in august or uh like a james winston they probably won't get signed till later on in the offseason when a team looks at the quarterbacks that they have and they're like eh we don't really really like really like any of these guys right now so let's uh let's try to make let's go on a flyer with one of them or what's what team need. Yeah, I mean, with Cam Newton, it's more of like, we got to get him in for physical so we can see his health. I think Jameis Winston's problem is he throws just way too many interceptions. What was the stat last year that he was the only quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards and have like 42 interceptions and 42 TDs or, or something crazy Touchdown like to that. interception ratio was, it was insane. Yeah, yeah he and do it, that. Yeah, he threw like, I think in, in a few of the games, he threw like, as many in the first quarter, he threw more interceptions than he did completed passes, and or, or some weird, like he had weird stats like that. Or he he was the only he was the only quarterback to throw for like two thousand or like throw for forget like five hundred yards in a game, and then throw four TDs and four interceptions, like or, or something crazy like that. Like where it was just he threw way too many interceptions, but then threw like perfect balls for TDs. Like he was just so inconsistent. So. Let me ask you this, just to, uh, I was thinking about it. So with with everything going on this year, you know, with, with coronavirus and everything else, you know, Cam Newton is out of a job for the time being. Jameis Winston's out of a job for the time being. If you are either one of them, you, you obviously want to play. You can play, you can play in the NFL. You have that talent, but with with the amount of trades that have taken place and just the, the the quarterback class for this year's draft is so impressive do do you think this was kind of like they're kind of like in a wrong place at the wrong time scenario absolutely they're in the wrong place at the wrong time there's this is probably the first year that i've seen in a really long time that there's there's too many quarterbacks available and not enough teams looking for quarterbacks so there's a lot of players that are out there that 
are Super Bowl winning quarterbacks or really good quarterbacks that may end up get a backup role because there's not enough like teams are looking at the draft and there's the there's the Joe Burrow that's probably going to Cincinnati or there's the Miami that's looking for a quarterback. There's the Los Angeles that's looking for for a, a quarterback. So there's a lot of teams that are looking the team. There's the specific teams that are looking in the draft for a quarterback. And then the other teams are like, well, we have our, our starter. We, we, we're not going to go sign you for seven or eight million. We're going to try to build our, our team in other ways and then use the quarterback that we have to, to be competitive. I mean, but going back off of that with, with Tua, I mean, when you go down to the draft, like if, if he goes, say he drops past Los Angeles, he drops past everybody else, drops past Jacksonville, you're at, you're at the Browns, you're at the Jets, you're at the Raiders, you're at the 49ers. At that point, you're at the Buccaneers, who just, you know, they have Tom Brady. You have Denver. Like, you're, you're starting to get down into this, the later teams that all have established quarterbacks where a team that's like, like you said, New Orleans can trade up with one of them, give up a couple of picks, and, you know, maybe get, maybe get him and him be the heir apparent. It'll be quite interesting to see where he lands and – how people see him in the draft because that's the one thing about the draft that I really enjoy is that it's very unpredictable. You have those predictable picks and then you have the unpredictability about it where someone comes up with this crazy, crazy trade that like everyone's like, what? I like the one from like I went to. So they had the draft in Philly when I was there. And besides the fact that the NFL draft itself is just a spectacle and it was unreal how they did it because they did it right at the art museum steps and it was on top of the art museum steps so people would they had to walk up the steps to get to shake roger goodell's hands and it was really cool in that sense they shut down the entire ben franklin parkway which is about you know the size of jacksonville beach basically that entire stretch uh they shut that all down and had games and trophies and all the nfl draft experience and it was the worst part about it was you had to wait in line for food and drinks. Like it took us like a half hour to just get one drink, which was kind of sucked, but we, I got to see the draft. I got to hang out there. It was, it was definitely awesome. But uh, back to it, the, the one major trade from that was when the bears traded up for Mitch Trubisky, which was like, why would you do that? It was such a, it was such a dumb trade, but there's always that kind of like unpredictability about the draft, which is what makes it so exciting. I know some of the reports that I read the last few days was that the Eagles were going to try to trade up to get CD lamb or Jerry Judy, that they were really pursuing those trade avenues and that they're one of the teams that are going to be quote unquote picked to make this like block plus blockbuster trade. I heard that the Falcons are trying to trade out of their pick to move back to get more picks. So it, it's quite interesting. There's been some there's been some great movement around the NFL this offseason already, but to to see the draft like it's it's definitely good sight of good news because of everything else that's going on. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited about it. So building off of that, speaking of um potential trades and moving around, uh, moving players around some of the other buzz for the, for our local area here. Anyways, that's been getting, uh, been raising a few eyebrows ESPN reported on as well as a few other sports sites that there's a potential that the Jags could be shopping around Leonard Fournette. And uh, we were talking about it before the show. I mean, it makes sense. I, I, I can't believe that you would give up a, a running back. That's like Fournette. For anything because he's he's a he's a guy you can build a team around i know it's a it's a passing league and all that stuff but you still need a, a bruiser to to wear out teams and and to keep them honest because if you think that you're gonna pass it all the time like they're just gonna drop back in coverage and no one's gonna stack the box but if you can run it you know it opens up your receivers just to do that much more it makes sense he's on the fifth year he's on his fifth year option so they're gonna have to pay him next year like i said off 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 air before you get on the show i think it goes one of three ways they either trade him during the draft or they wait till the midseason try to trade him and get the maximum value when a team's that that's ha- either has an injured running back or they need just that extra push to push them over to get to the super bowl or 
you know, next year when it comes around, they just franchise him. I, I can't see him leaving without them doing either franchising him or trading him away. I think those are the only two options. I don't think he just leaves in free agency and then then Jacksonville just kind of like wipes their hands of it and say, you know, we're done. I think they'll they'll they'll, they'll either do like a Jalen Ramsey kind of thing where they'll try to trade him in the middle of the season or they'll you know, just franchise them next year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting to hear. I find it highly doubtful that, I mean, going into the draft or doing the draft for the for the capital, another team would probably have to spend to get him would be yeah. ridiculous in at this point in time. I, I don't see I, there being, a, so I don't see a team out there so desperate for a running back right now that they would just, give the keys of the city to the Jags and go, okay, yeah, we'll take them in. What do you want? Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely not going to be like a, like a first rounder for him. I mean, the asking price has got to always, it'll probably start about a second rounder just because he is on a fifth year option. And you're, you, you may or may not sign him next year, depending on when they do it. Like they're going to get the highest value for him in the middle of the season. That's, that's absolutely when they're going to get the highest value. That's like the, the Rams, when they trade away, the keys to the kingdom for Jalen Ramsey. Like they traded away so much to get Jalen Ramsey. And it was a midseason trade because the Rams thought, oh, we get this defense back. It's going to push us over the top and we'll be that much better of a team. And it really didn't work out for them. And now they're, they're, they're sacrificing and they're hoping that they can sign him next year, but they're going to have to pay him a boatload of money to do it. I don't know. I don't see, I, I, I can see it. I can see it either way. I can see him, you know, getting traded away. But I don't think it's going to – the compensation for it's not going to be what the, the Jaguars are going to want. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be like, we'll give you like a third rounder this year, maybe a fourth rounder next year. And Jacksonville's going to be like, no, we want like a, a first and a third or something like that. And it's just not right. – they're going to be way off. And they're going to eventually, in my opinion, probably go down to like maybe a second rounder this year or, or a second round pick and a fourth round pick or something along those lines. Maybe a – a player swap in there, but I, I don't think he's going to get, they're going to get nearly the compensation that they're going to want. So I, I, moving on from that, you know, a little bit on, on draft related news. I think, I think we kind of beat the dra- draft. Like I said, you can always check out ESPN and all that kind of stuff. And you can ESPN, get and Fox Sports, CBS, but all of them, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of coverage on the draft. If, if you're looking yeah. to totally eat up the draft as much as you want. We're not going to be the guys to do it for you. I, th- I think we've got it yeah. covered uh, for this episode in any case. Now, moving yeah, on I mean, from that. Oh, go ahead. Next, uh, the, only, the only thing I say is like next week we'll probably, we'll probably cover the draft and, and more, more of the highlights of what, what actually happened like next week's episode because that's going to be the major thing that's going to be on everybody's mind is, is, the, is the draft. So we'll, we'll definitely recap that and, and kind of go over the blockbuster stuff that happened. The, the last thing that I would say about the draft is keep an eye out for the receivers. There might be an unprecedented amount of receivers that go into the first and second rounds all the way up to the third rounds. Like there's going to be so many. That's that's going to be the talking point of the entire week and weekend is is how many wide receivers are going to different teams and, and their strengths and all that kind of stuff. So if, if there's one thing to watch out for, it's see where those receivers go because that's gonna that's definitely gonna be the talking point for the next you know week or so. But like I said, moving on, one of the things that was interesting this offseason with the NFL is they've gone over a little bit of a makeover with some of these teams. Certain teams have changed their uniforms. So I guess the the NFL allowed teams to revamp or redo the logos and colors of their teams. So there's a lot of teams like for example the there's seven teams that are changing their uniforms or they're changing the logos the the two ones that are doing logo and uniform changes uh excuse me there's three teams that are doing logo and uniform changes is the colts the rams and the chargers the ones that are just changing their uniforms is the Falcons, the Browns, the Patriots and the Buccaneers I can honestly say they've unveiled most of these i think the rams I saw the Rams one. I think that's just utterly ugly and it's stupid. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one or not. But I've seen it. I've seen it. It, it doesn't inspire anything to me. I like the Chargers new logo. They have like the Chargers and they have like little lightning bolts around it. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I don't think the Colts have come out with theirs. If they have, I haven't seen it. I didn't notice much. I'll be honest. The Atlanta uniform, I, I noticed a little bit of change for uh, I didn't know as much with the the Browns. I don't think they've unveiled the the Patriots yet, and then the Buccaneers. There were some minor tweaks with theirs. 
minor uh, tweaks but, like um with the color or or um uh, the design of it nothing nothing drastic for those teams yeah yeah nothing nothing like over the top the, the really the ones that were over the top were like the chargers and the, the rams where they just completely changed their logos and uniforms the uniforms are just color schemes and uh like adding a little bit of quote-unquote flavor to the to the uniforms yeah i mean i wasn't anything inspiring i think it's it's newsworthy it's kind of like hey this is kind of cool that they're doing this i know i know a lot of browns fans are happy because they're bringing back their old jerseys to back when they were like the super bowl team or something like that again i didn't notice much of a difference and i I could be wrong it's just i i i'll be honest i haven't checked out the browns and you know, probably a decade. Know, so. um, the rules with the NFL, I think anytime you do a uniform change, you have to wait at least five years before you can make any sort of change to the uniform whatsoever. So yeah. for uh, for some of the teams, it's kind of a refresh. And I, I guess I wouldn't say it's not major news to those teams. For some of those fans, it's major news. You know, like when the Eagles switched to the law, I remember the old Eagles, big deal when, when the Eagles had their uniforms revamped. And, um, you know, they, for some of the, for some of the teams like Tampa, coincidentally with uh, Brady now being there, um, they had already discussed it, but they're, they're taking their uniform pattern is supposed to be kind of like an honor of that, of that Super Bowl winning team and that, in that group right there. And I guess one of the biggest complaints, it's funny how ingrained we are, like when we root for our team down to the uniforms. And one of the things that the Buccaneers absolutely hated about the uniforms was the the pattern or the font for the number that they were using on the uniform. Everyone said it looked like an alarm clock. I mean, that, uh, I don't know. Going up from Philadelphia, like everybody lives and dies by Kelly Green. Like the old, they everybody wants them to bring back the old jerseys. Uh, I mean, we we like the new jerseys, but you talk to anybody up there, and it, it's Kelly Green or die. Like it. That's like old school, like Eagles, like that brings us back to a different time. And, you know, a lot of a lot of older generation people will will swear that the, the Kelly Green uniforms are so much better than the newer uniforms. I'm of the opinion that I like the newer uniforms better. I might get some flack for that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like the new logo a lot better than I like the old logo. That's just a personal preference. So I don't know. Uh, I did I did see something quite interesting though. I think you might enjoy this a little bit more than than I do. But the the Patriots uh, they came out with a sports betting stat that their Vegas has them predicted to be the over under is eight and a half for games that they're going to win this year. Eight and a half. So eight and a half is what I saw earlier today is what they have Vegas that has the Patriots at. Which you for you, the smile be- is on my face. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was, I saw that and I thought of you, and I was like, you know, Don's gonna love this because finally he can win the division and not have to worry about Tom Brady ruining the Bills. So yes, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Speaking, I'm um, going back on the matter we were just speaking about there, talking about jerseys and merch in general, and it does kind of time with Brady, but for the first time in three years, I believe, Tom Brady has been passed by somebody in top merch sales of the NFL. Chip, who's the new top guy? I mean, you can take it away. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm I, I, not any big surprise. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is probably one of the most popular football players since, I guess, Tom Brady back in the heyday when they kept winning. But, you know, he's he's a polarizing figure, and especially since he just won the Super Bowl position that's of, you know, a position that you're the head of the team, you're the face of the franchise. So, you know, it makes sense that he would be the one that would, you know, surpass Brady for top merch seller. I, I don't know. I, I not really surprised. I'm not I'm not I'm not overly shocked about it. It's not something that to me is like, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't I, I didn't I wouldn't not have expected that. But, you know, I, what I was more shocked about that is that Brady has held the title for so long because um, I know it's I know it's Tom Brady and, you know. New England fans are insane about Tom Brady, but uh, I just—it's Tom Brady. It's like he's been there for so long. It's like, all right, I know, we know he's the—he's one—he's one of the greatest of all time. But I—I I can't like—I I don't know. I see more of like merch sellers, people like buy, you know, Mahomes jerseys because they didn't have Mahomes jerseys, or they buy Joe Burrow jerseys because they don't—they didn't, didn't have Joe Burrow jerseys. Like I don't see it as a—they—they they consistently buy it year after year after year. So it, it's. 
it's it was it was the, the the news that really shocked me about that was the fact that you know Tom Brady was still one of the top merch sellers. So yeah, I don't know. It just it, I I think Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, but I just I that's the part of the story that mind boggled me. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I think he's earned the right to to be the top guy. That's how oh yeah, I don't get me wrong. You know? Yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't. I I absolutely think he should be the the top guy. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I meant by it. I just it it didn't surprise. Like I almost expected him to be the top merch seller because of all of his accolades and how popular he is. One of the more popular quarterbacks out there. He's more one. He's one of the more outspoken quarterbacks. Like like I don't want to say outspoken. Like he does crazy things, but more of outspoken. Like silently outspoken. Like. He's like, he's like, you see him on the sideline. He's always having fun. You see him in press conferences. He's always joking around. He's always having fun. He's very lighthearted. And he, he's, he keep, he's like a good guy who keeps his nose clean. And right. he, he, he's, he's in the press for good reasons and not bad reasons. And he's a popular guy because of his talent and because of the way he acts with his teammates and the way he is a leader. You know, you don't see that much star players and it's good to see that. So let's um another uh headline we wanted to use here to wrap up our NFL coverage at this point. And you almost had a heart attack for about ten seconds and it was about Jason Kelsey retiring and then found out it was from arm wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So there was a uh, this uh, I actually I brought this up to you when it happened, when we were talking, Jason Kelsey put up a post because every year, you know, he gets he gets asked like, what, "What's your future? Are you are you retiring? Are you coming back for another season?" And he's under contract. I I, I think it's for one more season, uh, might be two, but he, he's under contract for this next year. And he always like waits till like the last moment to tell people. And I guess he's getting a lot of fla- he's getting a lot of flack from media. Kept asking him, kept texting him like, "Hey, what are you, are you coming back?" So he posted up this Instagram post, and the all of it is a picture of him like arm wrestling, and it goes, it's this really long post, and he's like, sorry for this long post, but I really enjoyed my time, like it was it was great, and he kind of gives his thanks, and you're like, oh great, this is this is going this way, and he's like, but I've officially announced that I'm retiring, and then it's like dot 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 from arm wrestling at a two and Oh beating this guy and this guy, but I'm looking forward to coming back next year and playing for the Eagles. And, and then it goes on about talking about that. So it was, it was kind of like when I, when the news, when I was cycling through the news feed and everything like that, I saw Jason Kelsey is retiring dot, dot, dot from arm wrestling. And like I, I was going so quickly. All I heard was Jason Kelsey retiring and I, my, my heart sank and I was like, Oh no, there goes our season. We're done. You know, it's it, it. One thing you'll know about me, and when we get into the football season, is uh, I go from one end of the spectrum to the other very, very quickly, especially when it's my team. So if something bad happens, I'm already like, oh, it's over, season's over, and then I'll have a couple of days to you know think it over and relax and and, and get my confidence back up, and then I'll be you know back on it, back on it, saying like, oh no, I was just I was just joking, I was just in a in a place, but uh, I saw that and went, oh great. The world's ending. No more. I'm not watching football this season. And then it was like, yeah. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are Monday mornings. We don't talk about Monday mornings. Nope. Where we would would go to work and everyone's like, hey, I'm trying to talk to Chip, but uh, my guess is the Eagles lost. How are you doing today? Oh, you ain't saying nothing either. You know what? We're just not going to talk to you guys today. I always, I always, I always, I always reference that a a Monday after an Eagles loss in Philadelphia is a very miserable time of the year. So (laughs) I I think, I think the funniest is when I walked in after I went to the Miami Eagles game and they, they, they lost. And I walked in that Monday and one of our coworkers who's a a Miami fan, it was, it was not like, he's not like overly in the sports like we are, but he, he 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 Not like right. roots his he roots for his team and and it's 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 Miami so you can root for him as much as you can root for him and he, I go in there and he looks at me and he's like he comes up to me all nice and nice he's like how are you I'm like I'm like I don't want to talk to you right now and I was just like and I was he's like oh I understand and walked away I felt so bad for the rest of the day because he's such a nice kid and I was just like. Oh, I was just oh. so. I was just like. Yeah. I was like. Uh, I was like so like upset that we just lost to Miami, and I had gone to the game, and I was so tired because I had I went to bed Sunday night and woke up early Monday morning to drive to work to to work a, a, an eight hour day, 
and uh, it's a five-hour. If if, if if no one knows, the uh, drive from Miami to Jacksonville is about five hours. So I was already in a five-hour drive that where I had to listen to sports radio, and I had to I was listening to music because I couldn't listen to it anymore because it just made me more upset as I'm as I'm driving with the fact that they had lost this game. So it was it, it was. I felt bad. I apologized to him later, and he understood. And it was it was it wasn't like I was mean or anything like that. I was like, I don't want to talk to you right now. No, no, not right now. It's too it's too, it's like a fresh wound. It was it was too too fresh. Um, but the last thing that I, I wanted to say about the NFL before we move on to uh, other things, the NFL kind of followed the NBA uh, when the NBA did the two K twenty tournament. They are, but you know, of course, at the NFL they have to go bigger and better. They're doing a Madden tournament with celebrities and players which i thought was kind of cool and interesting they started it today a lot of the stuff that i read i didn't even know what was going on like i didn't even press or anything like about it till today after it happened but they brought in some some rappers they brought in some players uh one of the highlights was snoop dogg played travis kelsey which i might go back and rewatch that matchup because i feel like that would be hilarious to watch it supposedly it was a superly uh competitive game and then uh to 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 hype up the fact that you hate the patriots so much don uh katie nolan won as the patriots and then she's like she only reason she picked them was because tom brady was still on the patriots in the game so she picked she picked the patriots and she ended up winning she ended up i, I forget who she beat but she ended up dominating the game but like supposedly, which I didn't know this, which was kind of interesting to me, was a uh, Snoop Dogg is a very avid Madden player. And really? yeah, I didn't realize that, but supposedly he's like a huge video gamer, uh-huh. um, and that they he's like predicted to win the entire tournament, which I thought was pretty interesting. But they they got they got people like uh, Melvin Gordon in it. They've got people in there, it's like Katie Nolan. Um, they got some other actors and rappers. They got like I think YG in there as far as uh people were playing so it'll be interesting uh they have like deandre hopkins was playing Devontae freeman melvin gordon cam jordan pat mcafee yeah so they have yeah they have (laughs) and they have they have they have uh marquee hollywood brown who's playing so they got some good star talent in there and it, it goes off the whole 2k20 we're in virtual world now so let's play online video games and put them on ESPN so that we can show something besides 16 hours of the draft or 16 hours of speculation Please. over who's who's yeah. going where. So, right. but, but moving on from there, we're going to kick it a little bit with the, the NBA. I don't know, Don, you put this in here. Uh, NBA is trying to withhold 25% of the players' salaries. You want to, you want to talk about that? Correct. So, it, you know, I was wondering what would happen because obviously with any of, any of these leagues, if the league decides they want to do anything with the players' money, you've got your union, your players' association, whatever it might be. So the NBA and the NBAPA, the National Basketball Players Association, agreed to a deal to withhold 25% of player paychecks starting May 15th. So, you know, I kind of always wondered how athletes get paid in sports. Uh, NBA players get paid twice a month. They get paid on the 1st and on the 15th. And the NBA actually has a con- a clause with the Players Association for something now that would happen, something just like you would not expect to happen, like an act of God or whatnot, or in this case, a pandemic. Uh, so they regard um, they're they're covered by that, believe it or not. So if the if and when the season packs up or picks up, excuse me. Um, and it's possible that all games will be played, you know, then they'll figure out what to do from there. But as long as the league is on hold and they're not sure what to do, they've agreed that, you know, they'll take a 25% pay cut. Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's the, they're the first major sports that I know that's, that's going to do that. I know there's some other ones that are talking about it, but that's quite, a, that's quite interesting. It's not unexpected. I mean, we're all in that world. I, I know that uh, a lot of our other shows have, uh, especially the one that we were just on earlier, have been, you know, talking about trying to jumpstart the economy and start trying to jumpstart it. I know a lot of the players don't want to, ha- they want to, they don't want to have games without fans, but at this point, that's the only thing that they can do to get the season rolling is to have it without fans because that's the safest way to, to have it. 
because we right. can't have 50,000 people in one area that would not be social distancing in the slightest. That'd be like the anti-social distancing. But, you know, and so the, the really at this point, the, it's going to get to a point where they're going to have to do a no fans or I know there's talk about them playing the rest of the season within a couple of cities and then having the playoffs within those cities and having private chartered planes or or buses from arenas and then them sequestering themselves in in hotel rooms so that they could finish the season and then just basically like quarantining all the players off so that they only go from their hotel room to the stadium and right. back to play all the games. So it, it's quite interesting the talks that they're trying to do with this. They they really want to finish the seasons, which I think is is on on point. I want to, I want to see the end of the season. I want to see how the seasons went and and who who is winning because I think I think this especially the NBA. I thought this season was unexpected for some teams, and it would be interesting to see how it, it plays out with everything. I know that they were talking about possibly shortening next year's season and not starting it till January, and then playing this season over the summer. And instead of having the summer league, they would just have the NBA league and then they would finish it. But it, it all depends on when we can get back to normal life and what we know as far as normalcy. And, and, and they're allowing fans to come into the arena, but it, it may end up being something where there's no fans in the arena and it's all just players playing in front of no crowd. I yeah, think it would be, yeah, I think it would be weird, but I think it's definitely doable. I, I'm not totally opposed to that. Cause I, you know, I don't go to many of the games. I know for people that season tickets, it kind of sucks, but I think, I think to see the end of the season and see our teams play and, and one thing that with sports and it's it's one thing that we, we we're going to try to do and we know we keep saying it but we like to entertain sports are there for entertainment there's there a lot of times it takes you away from your normal day like you our day at work you come home i remember when i was a kid you know in the summer or spring and i had school i'd come home and then the phillies would be on and i'd be listening to the phillies and like it was kind of a it took me away from my normal day. Like we don't have that now without sports. And and I commend the ESPN. I commend a lot of the the, the networks for trying to put some type of comp- competitive sport out there while still having fun. Because um, I know people can't go anywhere, and there's only so many times you can turn on, you know, six or ABC or something like that and watch. Oh, here's an update on the coronavirus that you know hasn't changed yeah. in the last. Yeah, you, you need that. You need that distraction, and sports usually offers that getaway for even a couple of hours. And without it now, a lot of people are just like, "What do I do without sports?" I'm like, "Man, there's a whole world out there." And if you really want to know, just because sports aren't being played, there are still things going on in sports. You know, you know one it, one of the know. things, one of the things, that, and this is kind of going a little bit off topic, but it, it just made me think of it. I was saying because. Obvious, like hair hairdressers aren't open, like uh, barber shops and stuff like that aren't aren't open. So I haven't gotten a haircut in probably almost two months. And it was most people that I see on Instagram and stuff like that are posting up like workout videos. I I, I was saying to myself, I want to put out a meme that says, after quarantine, you're either gonna look like Thor from Infinity War, or you're gonna look like Thor from Avenger or from Endgame. One of those two. You're either gonna work out and still not shave, or you're going to work out and be really fit and still not shave. And and be like a grizzly man who's who's overweight or a grizzly man who's really fit. I feel like that's the two two equal uh equate uh, two uh, end products of quarantine at that point. Which one are you gonna be? Product. Which one are you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like that. That's basically what I think of in my head. Because like I've been I've been you know trying to work out as I can here uh, outside of studying and and all that kind of stuff. And it's like I'm thinking like, well. You know, I'm going to have all this free time myself. I might as well just work out. I'm going to get super fit. And then at the same time, it's like, I just want to play video games and not really do anything. So right. you're like, right. you can either play video games and eat and do nothing. And then you're going to end up looking like one picture. Or you can get really fit and you're going to look like the other picture. And, and, you know, I don't trust myself to cut my own hair. So we're going to see how long my hair gets before this quarantine goes. If it goes till July, I may, it may have really long hair by the time that happens. Yeah, you might, so we'll you might have a new style, brother. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, might look good by the time you're done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Think I, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But going off, 
going back on topic, the next thing that we had here was the horse competition, which I don't know if anybody saw that. I watched the first round. I didn't watch much of the rest of it. I had other things going on, but I did watch some of the replay of it. Mike Connolly won the horse competition. Uh, I know you put down here in our notes that it was a flop. I don't know what what website you heard that from. ESPN. Oh, ESPN. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm. I thought that they were very non-creative with the shots that they were going with. I think they were being a little bit too nice with the shots they were they were putting out there. I think Mike Connolly had a, a distinct advantage. I mean, he's a great player and everything like that, but he was playing inside. Everyone else was playing outside. That's a huge advantage. Like I said, I didn't watch the, the semifinals or the finals. I watched the quarterfinals. I was waiting for someone to do, you know, we take baseball and you bounce it off, like do like a bounce pass and bounce it up and go in. I was waiting for that. That's like my best shot in horse when I'm playing horse. And for those people that don't know how to play horse, you basically – one person makes a shot. You have to make the same exact shot. If you don't make that shot, you get a you get a letter, you get an H, and you have to spell out the word horse. Again, it's one of those fun things that ESPN did to kind of take our minds off things and, and add competition to it. And it, it was cool. It was kind of cool to see all the players and see them practicing. I think a few of the players were very unprepared for it and didn't realize how it was going to go. The way they had it set up, which I thought was was interesting, is is they had a their laptop on a ladder or a stool. And that was filming the entire court. And then they had another uh, like camera of like on someone's phone or an iPad and they would get different shots. So they were getting two shots of people shooting and you got to see different basketball courts of, at people's houses. Paul Pierce by far had the most ridiculous basketball court there. Uh, he had like a like a Olympic sized pool and then a basketball court. And then they showed inside his house where he had a bowling alley in his house. Like it was absolutely ridiculous, and he's uh, he lives over in L.A. and he has a big, huge Boston Celtics court. So he has a big logo of the Boston Celtics logo on his court, and he's like, "I'm the only one in L.A. that has a Boston Celtics logo on their basketball." You know it. No, that's like Um, that's like that's like looking for a fight. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, like they were they were shown inside of his house, and it was like it was like like one of those like pimp my house or whatever it's called uh like cribs or like from mtv or something like that where they you know went into people's houses and saw how ridiculous like money they spent on the, these houses and, and everything like that so like i don't know he had a he had, like said a bowling alley in his, his house i'm like why do you need a bowling alley in your house like like i like bowling don't don't get me wrong like i love bowling like i'll do that on time but i don't i don't think that's something that i would do on on the regular like if i had it at my house like that's just more saying like hey i have a bowling alley so you're like, saying that you just to have it i have it just, just to, to have it, it. yeah like yeah. <laughs> i mean if that's the why he has it just to have it awesome more power to him but uh like right. other than that like there's no reason for you to, it's like it's like in 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 the movie zombie land where they where they have like the movie theater like bill murray has the movie theater in his house like it's like you have a movie theater in a house just just to have a movie theater and the only movie you have there is ghostbusters so like like right. <laughs> like it's a great right. movie and all but like I don't know. I, 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 I like the, I like going to a theater and watching it. I don't know. There's something about just going to a theater. I don't know if I would experience. want one in my house. It's the experience. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's like that kind of stuff is just ridiculous. Like you don't, right. that's not necessary. You don't need that in the house. I, I don't know if you want to elaborate more on the fact that they deemed it a flop. I didn't, I didn't read that. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, think it, I, guess, that pretty cool. I, I guess what it was, was that there were high hopes, you know, because you're like, I, I get some sort of MBA but I guess overall, just the viewership and the way that it was organized, I guess, or telecast, it just overall, the general reaction from the public was like, yeah, thanks for giving it to us. But, eh, you know, I, I think I think because originally, if I remember correctly, originally when I saw some of the reports where it was like supposed to be like Steph Curry and LeBron and like these big names. And then they came out with not to say and, and uh, I started that off wrong, but not to say that like. Trey Young and Zach Levine aren't big names, but they're let's be honest, they're not LeBron James and Steph Curry, big names. Exactly. So like, like it would have been cool to see like LeBron James and Steph Curry go up in a horse competition. Like that would have been like wow, like that would be like because Steph Curry can make a shot from anywhere, and like some of the sh- creative shots that they would have came up with. I think I think the lacklusterness of it, there was like uh, like Ali- yeah, like I think like Ali Quiggle. Or Quigley, excuse me, Allie Quigley. I've said that so many times. I have a friend whose last name's close to that. So, 
I, I mess it up every single time. But uh, Allie Quigley, I think she came out with some really interesting shots. I think her matchup in the first round with, forget the the guy who he went up with in the first round, it's going to bother me. I have to look that up. But uh, the I think that was probably the best matchup out of all of them. They went down to like HORS and and she ended up winning it. But that was that was a really close matchup between the two of them. And I, I don't know. I guess I guess I can see why it was a flop, but at the same time, I thought it I thought it was I thought it was a a, a good way to just kind of like throw something out there. Chris Paul, uh, that was who she faced in the first round. Her versus Chris Paul. Which they tried. Was, they tried. Yeah, it, you know, I'll give they tried. It was, it was, they tried, but. It, it was it was kind of it was kind of a cool matchup. Um, I th- she ended up going to the final facing Zach Levine, and I believe Zach Levine won. I could be wrong on that. I'm, like I said, I didn't watch the the final or anything like that. No, that doesn't make sense. No, she played Zach Levine in the second round. Yeah, Mike. I just said it earlier, Mike Connolly won. So I think it was Zach Levine versus Mike Connolly in the finals. Maybe no. Sorry, I'm all over the place right now. I apologize. Yeah. Sorry, we can cut out that that period, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. I might just leave it in there, just just for kicks and giggles. <laughs> uh, you might. It's okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, remember, we said yeah. we're not going to take ourselves seriously. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. I sorry. I was I was trying to look up like right. the the way it was, and I got two conflicting things. One said Ellie Quigley, Ellie Quigley beat Zach Levine, and the other one said Zach Levine beat Ellie Quigley. But uh, it looks like here that good. Zach Levine did good. beat did beat good. Ellie. Quigley. So it was Zach Levine and Mike Connolly in, in the finals and, and Connolly won. But I don't know. I think I think the best part of that one was the, the first round matchup between her and Chris Paul because that was that was kind of cool. Like they brought they had family members there. I know Chris Paul had his, his son there and his son was giving them pointers on like like what to do. And, and it was kind of a fun, you know, entertaining back and forth between the two of them. And they, they came up with some interesting shots and uh you know they they got creative with that they got to they got to the point in the in the in competition where they they were just had to redo shots because they couldn't think of anything else and that's usually when it's a good horse matchup um when, shots <laughs> yeah when you have to start like you you can't think of anything else so you're just thinking of something that's like super ridiculous like oh i'm going to stand on the roof and shoot it or 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 something along those lines you know something completely insane but yeah i, I mean i could see why it, it it flopped uh i don't think a lot the general public would have been super concerned about like ooh, who won a horse competition i think they yeah. if they were if they were going to do it they need to do they need big names you need your marquee players your your, yeah. your face of franchise players to, to do it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, so, I, I give them credit. Thanks for trying. You know, it, it was something. So, yeah, everybody's trying to come up with ways now to, you know, just to keep keep amusement levels there or keep sports in your thought during during this troubled time. So, you know, I give them props for giving it a whirl. Let's, uh, yeah, let's jump on to some random topics here um, that we have uh, researched throughout the week and whatnot. So this one actually caught my attention. So there is a 170-year-old hockey stick valued at $3.5 million to be sold at an auction. Who's now, a hockey stick? A hockey stick, correct. Now I, I know. Um, who, who's, who's, who's hockey stick? Who's hockey stick? Well, nobody we would have ever heard of. I mean, the, this thing, uh, this stick is believed to be dated between the 1850s and the 1870s. So... That that alone is a unique thought. Now, the funny part is the recorded history of hockey as we know it today, the first recorded game was played in Montreal in 1875. So this makes it a little more unique because this stick predates what we know hockey is today. Now, before the game of hockey in New England and in areas of the in the New England area of the states there was a i guess a precursor to the game um it was called i'm I'm looking through my notes here i believe it was called something like hockey h-a-w-k-e-y i'm not sure on the rules or what it was like but it was the predecessor um to hockey so with that being said i'm looking at a picture of the stick and it I mean, it's not like today's hockey sticks by any standards. It looks like one large 
piece of wood, I guess, that was carved. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the curator for the uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame, someone from the board of directors said, hey, man, you know, a 19th century hockey stick. We, we'd love to have it be displayed in the hall someday. There you go. It looks like it's been appraised at about three and a half million, 170 year old hockey stick. That's insane. Yeah. That's more money than Babe's, Babe Ruth's baseball bat or some of the first footballs. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing's almost 200 years old. <laughs> so I, hey, the fact that it didn't end up uh, like putting a bonfire a century ago or whatever, it, it's just amazing. It really is a piece of sports history. It's really cool to see. Yeah. So one of the other uh, random topics that we had, which I thought was kind of interesting, is they're, they're looking at add new olympic sports to or yeah add new olympic sports to the olympics so breakdance right? yeah 2024 is when they're doing it some of them were have been um debuted in the junior olympics and they want to bring it to like the major summer olympics so like breakdancing skateboarding uh surfing sport climbing which is crazy uh i think breakdancing would be really cool um that was the that one i different. heard of you know, I'm like, I'm like, a, you know, I miss the 80s, man. That'd be like a throwback. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I would like to see how they would do the skateboarding and the surfing because they're, they're their own like invitational sports and skateboarding is kind of already like the X Games is already kind of like a national sport, I, I believe, but I don't know. It would be cool to see. Uh, it's definitely something to keep out on the horizon. You know, one of those obscure sports. You know, we're gonna move move along. Uh, we'd like to talk more about that, but you know, when it when it actually goes through and it becomes a sport in the Olympics, then that's that's the topic of conversation at that point. Absolutely. Um, we did, just kind of hey, what's out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did want to take this time to you know kind of make it a little bit lighthearted. There was a few people that passed away over this past week that we thought needed some recognition. One of the the big ones was Carl Anthony Towns' mother died uh suddenly of of COVID, which if you know anything about the NBA and you know how involved she was, she was she was one of the more involved people with the team as well as the NBA and and all the players and she was always a bright spot. Um, another player or another person that had passed away this week was Howard Finkel. Um, many of you guys, yeah, think if you, many of you guys may not know him, he's kind of an older generation, but he was the first WWE employee back in the day when WWE started and it was WWF. He was also one of the longest tenured ones. He was many of the ma- major matches in the 80s and 90s. He's the, he's the voice that introduces everybody. He's the voice that did all the introductions and announcements for for that match. He's he's well known in the the wrestling world, um, and that was kind of a very uh, sore spot for a lot of people. I saw a lot of Instagram posts and stuff like that about him, and and he definitely will be missed along with Carl uh, Anthony Towns' mother. And the final person that that we wanted to recognize, um, and I'll, I'll let Don you, you speak on this because you yeah, more this was uh, than that, me. This was a tough one. Uh, a member of the Yankees family, uh, Hal Steinbrenner, um, one of George Steinbrenner's sons, passed away. You know, in sports in general, I mean, everybody, everybody in the in the sports world, especially in baseball, they know the Steinbrenner family. So, uh, Hal, I got, I guess it was kind of unexpected. Um, I didn't really read too much news on it, but only to find out um, that he had passed away. So. Uh, Chip and I, sports customers on us, wanted to take a moment to pay our respects to the families and loved ones, uh, to those that have been lost this week. It's time for Chip's Chumps. Bad plays, bad players, awful calls, poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chip's Chumps. All right, so this is the segment of the show that we get a little bit silly, a little bit crazy. So we're going to start out with number five on the list of Chip Chums. Um, like I said uh, on, my, on the intro, I would like you guys to give me your feedback. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, if you agreed, if you didn't agree, if you thought another name should have been on there. And, you know, we can talk about it and I will take your feedback and, and next week maybe make some changes. But at this point, my number five on the list is the Michigan College Basketball Program. If you haven't heard, they took a big hit this week or this past few weeks, where they had two of their main recruits decommit. I believe the one went to Arizona State. The other one decided to 
forego college and go to the G League for their pro development program. Uh, if you follow college basketball at all, they were they were one of the top teams in the ESPN recruiting class, um, and this is a huge hit to their college basketball program. Um, it's going to hurt them next year when they're competing. So yeah, that sucks for you, Michigan college basketball. Moving on, number four is Joe Kelly. He's a Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher. If you haven't seen the Instagram video, I highly suggest you do. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, he's in his backyard. He's got a big ball catching net in front of him. He's trying to work on his changeup, and he's a you know a picture from behind, like as if you're standing where the umpire would stand. And all of a sudden, he throws it. It goes past the ball net through the window of their bedroom and breaks their window and all you see is his backside and you could just see that he's stunned and his wife is behind him and it's almost like I don't want to turn around right now because my wife's going to yell at me so he basically and the and the tagline for it is it's just a bit outside so yeah a little bit outside that you broke a window the next part of the video is it goes inside and he shattered the window completely so you know, even during quarantine, they're having uh, control issues over at the Kelly house. So, yeah, that sucks for you, Joe Kelly. Moving on, we have Mike Leach. If you don't know who this is, it's a little bit of an older story. But basically, he put up on Twitter that trying to be like a jokester with it, and it just was not a joke at all. He put a picture basically of a woman who was uh, knitting a noose, and it was basically like, to the to the to idea of my wife's been with me for eight hours and this is what's come up out of it and it was kind of like haha like quarantine kind of thing but it really wasn't like that way at all like you can't put that stuff that's just not right like absolutely ridiculous you know he's gotten a lot of flack for it rightfully so and he's number three on my list and he's actually gotten some players in trouble who have responded to his post so it, it it's He's had to come out with apologies, and, and it, it's it's hitting all new times of, of low. And you know he's he's a he's the coach for the uh, he's a coach for the one of the, the Mississippi State best uh, football team. So it's 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 not a good look for that them over there. So that that sucks for you, Mike Leach. Moving on, we've got to put in there. You know, I try not to be too biased with this, but uh, you know, I am a Philly fan, so. Uh, Dak Prescott gets my number two. As everyone knows, we're in COVID and, and you know, we're in quarantine. And Dak Prescott felt it necessary to throw a party during quarantine. And I am using throw a party under air quotes because he denies that he threw a party, but decided to invite Ezekiel Elliott and Ezekiel Elliott's friends and his friends and said that there was less than 10 people there. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second. Police came and told them that they needed to break it up. By the time the police got there, they had a conveniently all left and it was uh just you know 10 people there or less than 10 people and it was just a it was a fr- pri- private dinner uh, yeah i don't believe that that come on you got to be smarter than that you can't you know have an entire party during quarantine that is the absolute opposite of social distancing so yeah that sucks for you Dak prescott and my number one all time my number one for this week top one for chips chumps takes the cake is Kyle Larson. If you haven't heard this story, he is an absolute idiot. Uh, He was doing a mic check, and he used the N-word during the mic check, and you just just can't do that. That's just just dumb on every sense of the word, of of the level. We don't use that that terminology. That is is not cool. That uh, I I, I can't say, stress it anymore. Um, That's not how you, that's not how you talk. And, he, and, and the way things work in this world, you, you can't say that at all. So, yeah, Carl Larson, you take the cake this week. So that sucks for you, Kyle Larson. So Chip's uh, jumps. So, yep. Chip, when, we, when you started putting the list together, I don't want to say we, it's your list, but we discussed the list. Since you came out with that list, it was bad enough that Carl Lars, Kyle Larson, who is a stock car driver, said something that stupid but what we didn't realize how uh, how bad it was going to be kyle larson got fired from his team he yeah. no longer has a car to race yeah he had backlash as, and all that stuff as soon as word came out sponsors started pulling out left and right and in sports car racing without sponsors you don't have money and 
just immediately shut him down for saying something that stupid. Yeah, and it it, it, it it's, it's stupid. That's the only thing you can say to it. It's, it's unacceptable. It's stupid, and, and it's an unfortunate thing. And you know, hopefully, I, I wish I, I personally wish him the best that he you know gets better because of it. Um, and 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 I'm always looking for people to rise out of the, the muck. But yeah, you just you just can't do that. That's that's unacceptable in my opinion, at all in all costs. So he he takes the case for number one on on Chips Chumps list for all the stuff that we mentioned and uh, and you know he's got a lot of he's got a lot of make yeah he's got a lot of makeup to do to get to get back in in the good graces of people's minds it's the final buzzer the last moments of the show okay here we go five four three two one all right everybody um as the intro there suggests, we are at the final buzzer, the last few minutes of the show. Uh, Chip and I have some kinks to work out as far as timing. We actually had a bunch of notes and a bunch of things we wanted to discuss, sports related with you all this week. But on the flip side, we don't want to drag the show out too long as well. So I promise you there are many, many other sports that we are going to discuss with you. Please tell us what you want to hear. Reach out to us on Twitter and all the social networks. Uh, with that being said, we like to take the last five to ten minutes of the show, or even just a couple minutes here, to kind of plug a movie. What are our thoughts? What are your thoughts? We want to use this as a segment to get feedback from you, the community. Um, since we don't have any feedback to go with yet, Chip, why don't we start with uh, what's a mo- uh, sports movie we're going to watch this week? So one movie that I was going through that uh, I'm trying to convert all my DVDs over to digital. And one of my DVDs that I have in my collection is uh, the movie Concussion. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it's about the CTE investigations for concussion in NFL and the backstory to it. Uh, I'm a sucker for movies that are based off of true stories. This is hits home because it was right in the heyday when I was watching football. Didn't realize what was going on. Um, and and it, it does play to that. It is a great movie. It's got Will Smith in it, Alec Baldwin. Uh, Will Smith is the the doctor who uncovers the the CTE in football and and the backlash that he gets, as well as how he fights it. And and it goes through, you know, what CTE does to these players and and why concussions are such a big big topic of conversation and and how it how it affects the brain and and causes issues. And and they don't get over technical with a lot of the jargon. Um, and I, I won't for it. I won't get that technical with you because I know that it's going to go over a lot of people's heads. But they get really simple with it, and they use a lot of good analogy. You can understand it very well for a person that's not of the medical mind. But it is absolutely a great movie to watch. Um, it's definitely on one of my my top sports movies. Um, so I definitely suggest you watch that this week. You know, watch it. Let me know how what you thought of it. If you absolutely hated it, let me know. You know. I'm going to like movies that you're not going to like, and you're going to like movies that I like. You've so, been listening you know, to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your but, opinion may differ, all right, but man. that doesn't well, mean you're so, right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time this is sportscasters anonymous and my signing off we are signing off we'll talk to y'all later stay safe out there see ya